Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door, episode 12. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And we're here today to talk a little bit about magic in the time of uncertainty. Or maybe we'll talk a lot about magic in the time of uncertainty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So most of us are at like week five or six of sheltering in place or staying at home or whatever your local area is calling your don't go anywhere order um, because we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So, you know, we're all getting pretty used to our home bases by now. Are you, Veronica? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on the weekends. Oh, right. So I, I, I do, I, I am going out into the world and interacting with the public still. Right. You're with my face essential- mask. Right. With my face with, mask. With your face mask. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, essential workers like Veronica, who helps provide food for all of us, um, are still out in the workforce. So if you're listening to this, you may be one of those people who is not spending all your time at home, but instead is moving out into the world into a really changed world, right? Does it look pretty different, Veronica? Uh, It's very strange. Mm -hmm. Um, Psychologically... Um, you know, just even just, you know, staying six feet apart from people and making sure that that, you know, that you do. And then, oh, am I, you know, it's, it's, it's really strange. The psychology behind it is, it trips me out pretty much every single time I go out. How about yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm working from home, so I'm not having that interaction in that way. Um, out in the world, but I definitely trip out when I go to the grocery store. I just want to go and get out and get home Mm -hmm. and never go back again until I have to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because it is very strange and it's, it's odd to be walking around with a mask on your face and not like, I like to smile at everybody. Yeah. Um, So I'm not smiling at people. Well, I I am smiling. They just don't know I'm smiling. And then that feels weird because I'm like, wait, I just smiled at that guy. Oh, well, he can't smile back. Or if he is, I don't know. It's all very confusing. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, it's a strange, strange time. And um, I know for myself, I definitely feel more comfortable as long as I'm home. Because every time I'm out in the world, I'm worrying about touching this or that or getting Mm -hmm. accidentally bumping into someone or, you know. Even going for walks in my neighborhood, I've come around the corner a couple of times and um, almost bumped into my neighbor. So that's, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, sorry. Even though yeah, normally exactly. we would, yeah, we'd stand around and talk, right? Yep. Yeah. So we wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, magic during this time of uncertainty. There's a lot of feelings running around. Um rampant fear is one of them and then you know other people are are not as scared or frustrated or angry or some people are finding peace in in this time um i think most of us are probably doing the like ping pong effect right (laughs) 
all of all. it. <laughs> it's all happening and at different times of the day. Yeah. So the big, the big question is like, what's happening for you right now in that moment, you know, um, waking up in that, in the morning, like, how are you feeling today? Um, Right. Are you, are you, are you feeling, you know, stagnant or stuck or like a zombie, or you just need to slowly move through your morning? Or are you feeling like, oh, I'm ready to, to go outside or I'm ready to create. I'm ready to manifest something today. I'm ready. I'm getting my to-do list. I'm working out. I'm, you know, um, so I feel like that, you know, that's something to really focus on is where you are in the present moment. Right, because that's the information you're going to use to inform how you're going to bring magic into your day and how you're going to tap back into that faith place. Um, you know, faith is the, the polar opposite of fear. So when we're really in a state of faith and trusting, so often fear is not present. It's not able to be present when we're in full faith mode. Um, and for me, you know, practicing magic, which you know, we were, Veronica and I were talking about what is magic. So let me just say that really quick. Um, magic is essentially being able to change consciousness at will. Um, and Veronica, you were saying something more about that, about using it as transformation. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I, I pretty much was feeling that like magic is like where I'm at or noticing where I'm at or, or, or having, you know, this, this feeling and then being able to change it or transform it. So, um, in other words, let's say I wake up like feeling not so great. Um, magic to me is being able to transform that throughout my morning or throughout the day of like, okay, maybe I don't feel that great. And what am I going to do about it? it whether I'm gonna just lay there and accept it that's powerful too or if I'm ready to like okay actually I'm gonna start moving this I'm gonna I'm gonna start moving my body maybe you know starting with body awareness um, so that's pretty much like being able to transform um, from one I guess state of being to another right and and it's the same thing we do anytime we cast a spell or create sacred space, right? It's a transformative process. It's, okay, we're taking this state of being and we're transforming it into this other one. So we're taking a mundane reality and we're creating a sacred space out of it. We're taking an intention that we might hold around something maybe not being the way we want it to be, and we're creating some action to make it be different and, you know, in our spell work. Um, so it's, it's always like this, this idea of transformation. And what I was going to say before I made us define magic <laughs> was that, <laughs> was that um, for me, magic is my faith, you know, having the ability to tap into source and, and use that energy to transform um, or even just to use that energy to tap into surrender and mm -hmm. trusting the process of surrender. All of that is magical. And for me, all of that is, you know, within the realm of my spiritual process and um, belief system. Yeah. 
So how do we use magic? How do we create magic when we're in this time of uncertainty? Coming back to that question. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, and we just talked about step one, where am I at right, right now? Honoring that and then going from there. So then yeah. step two is let's, you know, let's say you're not feeling so great. Okay. You mm -hmm. wake up and you're like, I'm feeling frozen or maybe you had a bad dream or, um, so what are some things I can do right now? Um, some things that I do. Number one, I start to move my body. Mm -hmm. um, because if my physical body starts moving and changing, most of the time, not always, but most of the time that affects my spiritual self. Yes. It will change my emotions. It will um, shift something. You know, it might not be world shattering, but it might shift or move something. So for me, that's yoga, meditation, breath work. Um, what do you do, Emily, for yourself? Um, you know, it really depends. Movement is definitely a huge one. I find that even if I have to force myself to just move my body or do some, some type of breathing exercise, um, even though the beginning of it feels a little rough and I might be a little cranky about having to do it by the time I'm done. <laughs> you know, it's like that thing where I go out to exercise. And I'm like, oh, this sucks so bad. And then, you know, five <laughs> or 10 minutes later, I'm like, I love exercising. This is amazing. I feel so great. Sometimes yeah, it takes longer, but. <laughs> seriously, sometimes you got to put a timer on and you say, no, I told myself yep. 10 minutes. Yep. Like, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, even this morning, just total sidebar, but I was doing this, like, it was like a 20 minute, like full body hit express workout or something. And I totally was like 15 minutes into it. And I was like, I feel done. I don't want to do the last set. And the gal on the show is like, come on, don't quit on yourself. You owe that. You owe this to yourself to continue. And I was like, I do. I do. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I was so pumped that I finished that 20 minutes, which sounds That's so awesome. small in the whole scheme of things. But really, that it changed the way I felt. It changed my perspective. That was a transformation, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yes, getting moving is a huge one. Um, alternatively, sometimes I just have to lay down. Like mm -hmm. there are days where I might feel overwhelmed by fear or anxiety or, you know, I, during, it's so interesting. I'm pretty functional during the day, but I've been having a lot of nightmares since all of this started. And so I'm finding that, um, there's mornings I wake up and I get out of bed and I get up and I have my breakfast and then I just need to lay on the ground and focus on my breathing for a little while just to feel that earth beneath me and to let my body feel a sense of grounding and connection, um, which can be really helpful in, you know, tapping back in and, and yeah, resourcing. So, yeah, I mean that, I mean, I feel like that, that is another way of being present with where you're at instead of saying, Oh, I have to shift where I am mm -hmm. right now. Like I'm not feeling good. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, okay, I'm tired or um, I need to rest now. And that is okay. You know? Totally. I just had that song pop in my head. Um, the turn, turn, turn song. 
There oh, is for every a season. season to yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there, there's a time to lay on the floor and there's a time to get your butt up and exercise. <laughs> you know, that's actually, that's actually from the Bible. Oh, the song. Yeah. Those phrases. Yeah. yeah that they got that from a Bible, from the Bible. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> right, well, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is a, there is a time to lay down. There's a time to rest yeah. and then there's a time to move. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a time to honor it. And it's a, there's a time to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to get up and I'm going to do something small, you know? Right. And sometimes you do get up and move your body and get grounded and present in yourself. And you realize you really still have to go lay down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yep. And that's okay. It's totally okay. It's totally okay. What if you wake up and you're like, Hey, I got my to-do list. I'm ready to do my exercise. I'm ready to do my day. I'm feeling like I'm ready to man, you know, manifest something in my life or create something. Right. What, What are you, what are you doing right now, Emily? Oh my gosh. I am doing a lot of things right now. Um, Today, right now, today, I baked sourdough bread with Veronica's sourdough starter. Yay! I also made sourdough crackers. Um, but, But there's something about that process that I have been doing during this time for the last few weeks, um, once a week, baking bread and the process of creating it and measuring and kneading and like folding and, and then baking has been really magical on like I was I was telling Veronica this it feels like a DNA level like mm-hmm. almost like past life or um ancestral creation which I know sounds like really huge for just baking a loaf of bread but it's the process of it that just feels so grounding and so um attached to humanness right the need for nourishment and the idea that people throughout time, not all time, but since the agricultural movement um, and learning about fermentation and yeast and all of that, people have been baking bread mm-hmm. or some form of bread. And um, it, it, for me, has been this, this really magical process, not just in the fact that I get this awesome loaf of bread because I, I dig carbs, but, um, <laughs> but also because I am tapping into that history and being a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's a power in that. So, um, you know, thinking about action as ancestry, I guess, what, what are the actions we're taking that are ancestral in nature? And there's magic in that. Yeah. I mean, like I am a baker. Yes. <laughs> yes, girl, Actually, you are. I do that for a living and I do it at <laughs> home as well. Um, I, um, I have, you know, read about the history of bread and it is a long history. So it's not surprising to me that you're feeling that right now. Um, because that's what I felt when I first started and that's what kept me baking was this feel of my hands in the dough and, uh, feeling like I was creating this nourishment, this bread of life. They say bread is life. I mean, there's so in so many different languages you know they talk about um bread being like the main staple of sustenance mm-hmm. and especially i feel like at this time right now um 
it's incredible. I, I actually work at a grocery store. I bake bread at a store and you can't find yeast. Yeah. It's like scarce. Everybody is baking bread at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Like I gave you a starter, Emily, and I've given a couple people starters. People are, are feeling the sense of like, I'm, I want to nourish, you know, um, myself, my family. Um, and this also, there's a feeling of like, I need to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well- I think it's reaffirming, right? It's that feeling of, I can, I can mm-hmm. provide, I can create. Um, and then it's this process. It gives us something to focus our energy on or our fear on or, you know, whatever we're feeling, but action alleviates anxiety. So being able to take on a project like baking bread and, you know, having it different people bake bread differently. Veronica taught me how to bake bread and it takes the whole day. So, <laughs> so it's, very <laughs> it's very involved. It's a process. Like I'm really, I'm in tune with this bread. It better be good. Today's rosemary, rosemary bread. Um, <laughs> yes. But it all throughout the day, it's in the back of my mind and I'm setting a timer and I'm going to tend uh-huh. to it. And I, you know, it's that process is really soothing. Mm-hmm. on so many levels, right? It's all the layers. Well, um, and we're talking about magic and transformation is like you're taking water, flour, you know, bacteria essentially, and you're creating something that you're going to ingest and sustain yourself with. Right. Um, and there's other ways that, you know, people are really into creating right now. I know about where you all live, but like, it's like our nurseries are booming. Yes. Everybody wants to build a garden. Yes. And I and this is also part of something that has happened historically during like war times. You know, you hear about the Victory Garden, um, and it's this idea of being able again to sustain, mm-hmm. but also to tend, to nourish, to take care. And Veronica, you're working on a pretty good sized garden, aren't you? Oh, it's it's, it's quite a project. <laughs> <laughs> And right now I have no outside water source. So I'm hauling water. Oh my gosh. Hauling water and water. Like it will take me like an hour to two hours hauling water for this enormous garden. I didn't plan it very well. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to be getting outside water. It's just not here yet. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, and the yeah. beautiful thing, I mean, the other layer, right, of having a garden is that you've got your hands on the earth. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about spirituality and talk about, for me, being a witch and, you know, kind of my following of the wheel of the year and all of that is really tied to the earth. And here where we live right now, it's spring. And it's the time mm-hmm. to till the earth and plant your seed and prepare your crops, right? So it's very, um, I mean, it's just very earthy. It's, it's tied to all that earth magic and the creation that resides there. It's also totally in tune with the season. And I know, Veronica, you were telling me you have a, a book that you buy every year called Gardening with the Moon. Yeah, it's actually a calendar. Oh, calendar. Okay. Yeah, gar- gardening, uh, gardening with the moon, or guy. No, it's gardening by the moon. Okay, and you know it walks you through. Like, yeah, it's just a calendar. So, like, right now, as the it's growing, the new the it was new moon, and now 
the moon is growing, this is the time to plant your seeds. Awesome. I'm right on schedule. but again that's the other that's another piece right it goes back to a previous podcast we did about beginnings and endings and cycles um you know by tending to by creating and tending to a garden you are creating or stepping into i guess not you're creating part of a cycle but you're also stepping into that cycle embracing it and allowing yourself to be held by it and so. being a part of the natural world as humans, we are animals. And, yeah. you know, a lot of us right now are being pulled into the virtual technical world of computers. Yeah. And yep, and it, it can be excruciating. Some of us are also in the education and other fields where it is, it's really challenging right now. Um, so the second you get outside and you're like, oh, wait, I'm a part of a cycle. Mm-hmm. you know like um feeling like you belong as part of a cycle um it feels really good <laughs> well it's a reminder and it's a reconnecting yeah for sure yeah all the virtual stuff i find is exhausting and having mm-hmm. switched all of my practice of interaction with people throughout you know all day long i'm interacting with people and having to have moved all that into an online version of connection has been lovely to be able to do it and also exhausting um, mm-hmm. because it's about tuning in in this whole other way and the energy, you can still feel the energy, but it's, it's different. There's, there's, it's like reaching into uh, um, a big pile of cotton and trying to find a gem in the middle of it, right? <laughs> I don't know. That was a weird analogy, but um, I think <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from. We got right. it. Yeah, cool. So let's move on. Um, <laughs> creating, manifesting, right? Stepping into the cycles of nature yeah. and allowing yourself to be in tune with them, and that is magical. Um, you know, and there's also you know, when I, I know when I'm planting my garden, I'm also saying prayers and casting mini spells in that way over the seeds that I'm planting and um, talking to them and asking them to grow and create abundance so that we have food and nourishment. And um, I think that is also part of, for me, part of my own magical practice is tuning in and um, practicing gratitude and setting intentions and asking the plants to work with me versus like, I'm not the boss of them. I'm just asking them like, Hey, I really want you to grow. Can you help me out here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we work together to make this happen. I will nourish you if you will nourish me, you know, like, can we be symbiotic? That's awesome. Cause I, the way I talk to my plants is like, what do you need right now? <laughs> like, like I'm here for you. Right. You know what right. I want out of you. <laughs> what do you need right now? <laughs> right. And most of the time when they know I'm listening, they'll tell me like, Oh, I need more water. Oh, there's a bug eating me or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tapping in, tuning in. Yeah. You, there were some other things that you, you had discussed with me, Emily, when we talked about this topic. And I think one of them was plants, spirit medicine, Yeah, you know? 
Yeah. So I was really inspired because um, one of the women in our women's circle had brought this idea of connecting with plants. I mean, it's not a new idea. It's something we've all done, but uh, this week we did a ritual. And when we were doing that ritual, part of it was we each chose a plant and then connected with that plant and actually you know, used all of our different senses to experience the plant. And then right from that plant's point of view, like, you know, basically like giving the plant a voice. And I felt like that was such a cool and powerful experience. And one that, you know, it's, it's very simple in that most of us can find a plant somewhere, even if it's quote a weed, you know, to, to pick and hold and smell and touch. And, you know, if you don't know if it has pesticides on it, don't put it in your mouth, but um, you can definitely, most of us can find some type of plant or even tree or bark to spend some time with in this way. And then to write from their point of view. And um, I mean, I was kind of surprised at some of the things that came up for me when I was writing, I had chosen a rose. and just, yeah, just the, there was definitely a historical and again, like a, a interconnectedness that that rose energy held that I hadn't really pondered in the same way before. So you can connect with plants and use them to bring, you know, more magic into your day-to-day life and also maybe to learn about what they can bring for you right now. How can they help you and how can you help them? Um, so Veronica, I know that you have taken a plant spirit medicine class and I wonder if you have any tips or ideas around that. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, plant spirit medicine is a really powerful thing to dive into. Um, because most of us use plants in our day-to-day life. Maybe you don't even know, oh, I'm going to throw some spices in my food or, um, but the medicinal value of plants um, is amazing. But when you look at the energetics, um, like uh, for instance, flower essences, Mm -hmm. um, because now is the time flowers are coming out here in Northern California. Um, If tapping into that energy of that flower, depending on what flower that is, um, Mm -hmm. can really bring a lot of healing Um, and it's a very subtle medicine. You can give it to animals, you can give it to kids, you can, you know, um, that's, that's one thing that comes to mind. I mean, and then if, you know, we tapped in some of the work I've done, we tap deeper in, you go into a, you know, trance-like state and you contact, you know, the spirit of the plant, you meet the spirit of the plant, you give it a gift, they give you a gift. And it might not be what like the textbook says, you know, right. um, and I'd be, Oh, mugwort is for blah, blah, blah. You might go into, you know, do your trance work and you come out and it's something completely different, but that's your medicine that plant's giving you. Mm-hmm. And whether you're going to, you know, share it with someone else or whether it's like, this is good for me for this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and I feel like, that's how the Native Americans have um, acquired their extensive knowledge of plants is through that world of spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like we're just kind of touching a little bit on that, just like the edge 
right. of what the Native Americans would just, you know, easily be able, or maybe not easy, but grasp at, or just the wealth of knowledge um, when you touch in that deeply with, with the plant. Well, and I would even take that um, more, more global and speak to the fact that Native peoples everywhere um, have learned how to connect with the energies in their land to find the medicines, to find the food, to avoid the poisons, to, mm-hmm. you know, um, I know I watched a documentary at one point on that and uh, about shamans using, um, using hallucinogenics, actually. I'm not, and I'm not promoting the idea of hallucinogenics, but using hallucinogenics to be able to tap into these plant spirits um, to find out information from them on, an, on another level. And I think you can completely do that you know, without mm-hmm. the use of anything, just by allowing yourself to go into that trance or meditative state and hang with a plant, you can get a lot of information from its spirit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like we could do a whole podcast just on plant spirit medicine. <laughs> right, coming soon. Podcast on plant spirit medicine. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, for our purposes today, how can you connect with plants? You know, what, what are the plants you're feeling called to? Maybe you are a person who lives somewhere where you don't have a lot of nature outside, but you have some house plants. Those mm-hmm. house plants have medicine for you too, you know? Uh, so what happens? And some you- of them need to be repotted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did your house plants just tell you that, V? Oh, yeah. They tell me that frequently. Like, why haven't you repotted me yet? <laughs> Like I have one in my bathroom that has been yelling at me for a year and I'm so sorry. It's a little ficus and ficus like to grow big. Mm-hmm. And this one is like, Hey lady, you know, and you go in the bathroom, you do your business and you're out of there. And I'm, I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm doing my business and I'm out of here. And my, my ficus is like, um, excuse me. I know you're watering me, but I want another container. Right. <laughs> Sorry, little sidebar. That's all right. <laughs> the message here is tune in, listen to your plants. There's there's magic in that too. And it, and that can also be really grounding and um and reconnecting for you and for the plant and allow you to connect with source. Um on that note, you know, Veronica, you had also referenced, you know, we use spices and this and that in our food, but I also just want to talk about tea. And, um, you know, tea is made of plants and (laughs) there may be certain teas that you feel called to make or that, um, you know, that you find really comforting and taking the time to create tea with intention and drinking it with intention. Maybe that is your meditation. Maybe that is your quiet time. Maybe that is your journaling time, but there is magic in making that like a little ritual. So, you know, I just want to talk about real simple things you can do as well, because some of us are taxed right now, like just exhausted, maybe running a lot of anxiety or fear, maybe having to balance too many things between, oh, now I'm my kid's teacher and I'm working 40 hours a week from home in this whole new format. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so there's just, you know, and worries about money and I mean, there's just so much. So how do we keep it simple too? Um, and just brewing a cup of tea, it's pretty simple. Right now, chamomile is my best friend. Is it? 
Yeah, I notice that like around 10 o'clock, I might, I start running a little anxious mm -hmm. um, because my morning's gotten started. My a virtual morning has been going for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. uh, it's starting to build and I'm like, I need a cup of chamomile tea right now and take a break. Mm -hmm. Like I turn on the tea, the kettle and I'm like, okay, this is my little break and I'm going to have a cup of tea and I, I, I step outside, you know, nice. my front yard stand in the sun, drink my tea. Sometimes I talk to you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm on the phone with somebody because I need to talk to somebody too. And that's the other thing is, yeah. you know, make sure you, you have your connections. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I also want to just throw in one other thing here about, you know, you might have hobbies that you're already doing and you can make magic with those hobbies. I mean, um, I was talking to a friend today who is an amazing knitter and she was saying, I was asking her, you know, so what's, what's the magic that, that you're finding during this time of uncertainty. And she had shared that she ordered some yarn and it came, um, came in the mail and that felt pretty magical. And I was thinking, yeah, what a cool thing, right? It's kind of like the bread baking. It's like this creation of something you get, mm -hmm. you have this raw material and then you transform it into something else. So maybe you're a knitter or a crocheter or a seamstress or, you know, we have all these people making masks right now. That's magic in its own right, yeah. right? Sitting down and, and creating something at your sewing machine and then sending it out into the world to create love and protection. That's magic, yo. <laughs> That's practical, right? Practical everyday magic. So, you know, to just think about when you're wanting to maybe tap in a little more to source and to spirit and to your own magic, what are the things that you already do or that you already feel excited or passionate about that maybe you can actually do with a little bit of intention instead of just going through the motions um, and, and giving it a new spin, you know, looking at it through a new lens because it, it is magic. Creating is magic. Um, Okay. I think, yeah, we just, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Transforming. Transforming. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to loop back to the land and to, to plants because, you know, anywhere you live, you are living on land, whether you are in an urban situation or a rural situation, there is land beneath your feet. And every piece of land has history. And, um, you know, if you wanted, if you were feeling particularly ambitious and wanted to take some time to, um, connect with the land and the spirits of the land upon which you live, or maybe there's a sacred space to you out in nature, maybe you don't want to connect to the area that you live. Um, but you have access to another natural space, um, or not natural space, you know, it could be the middle of a square somewhere in a town that you feel connected to or are interested in. But just taking time to meditate and in that space and to ask the questions about like, what is the history of this land? Who were the people who were here before? What is the spirit of this land? Um, you know, this can really create a profound sense of grounding when you allow yourself to tap into it, especially if you allow yourself to tap into it as an observer um, and then feel into what the feelings are that are there. So this is just another kind of 
simple, but also more committed. It's not like a quick cup of tea, right? It's like, <laughs> I'm going to sit down and do like some meditation here. Um, but a way to connect to the land and to source um, intentionally and more deeply, which can also bring a sense of peace, you know, to feel your connection to that space and time and all that has come before you. Yeah, I feel, um, I, I typically do that kind of as a ritual around the Sabbaths here on my property uh -huh. and, um, usually give an offering to the uh -huh. spirits of the land and will like pour, you know, or have tobacco or, um, or, um, some sort of alcohol, mead, whiskey or something and give the land, um, an offering as like a thank you. Even that is just a, a thank you or a blessing for the land of like, I, I am grateful that you're, you know, that you're here protecting me, you know, giving me a home. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause I think it is important also to honor that space and to, to leave those offerings. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, kind of tied into that if I was going to like draw a, a line or connect a thread here, um, would be creating altars. And I know we also did a podcast talking about altars, um, but this is something that you can do outside as a way to connect with the land or as a way to leave offerings to the spirits mm -hmm. of the land. Uh, and it's pretty simple. I mean, it's a very simple act, but it's also a very intentional act. Um, I give the offering of my sour starter to the local gophers. <laughs> I was telling Emily, we, uh, we have a resident gophers cause I have to have put everything on gopher wire around everything. But uh, you know, you dump out your sourdough starter to refresh it. And I'm like, I have this little gopher that I just like feed my sourdough starter. I'm like, Hey buddy, you know, he's the spirit of my land. And I'm like, don't eat my plants. Here's some sourdough starter. Stay over here. I'll take care of you. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> Are you sure he's really eating it? He is. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's going down the hole because it disappears and there's a big hole and it disappears. Oh. Like, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I've seen him pop up, you know. <laughs> is he a fat little gopher? The he's Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, and awesome. <laughs> and, and... That also ties into kind of my last point here, which is about tuning into your animal allies and the animals around you. Um, I was actually telling Veronica I had seen this PBS uh, little blip on like the news hour or something. And they were talking about how um, birds are really tuned into what's happening around them and that they respond to the amount of noise and um, and population around them. So in places where it might be really crowded or there's a lot of people or there's a lot of noise pollution, they don't sing in the same way that they do in a place that is free of noise pollution and less populated. And that as a result, birds are actually singing more. So I think that, that was my takeaway from this. If anybody else saw this and I'm wrong, please let me know. But that was my takeaway <laughs> from that, <laughs> that little news blip. And, and it struck me because I have been noticing so many birds Mm -hmm. which is, you know, normal. It's spring, they're mating, they're building their nest, they're doing the thing. Um, but I just have been really noticing their songs in this new way. 
And whether that's because they're singing more vibrantly or differently, or whether there's just less noise to drown them out, I don't know. Um, but it's pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> so tuning into the animals that are around you, you know, I've, I've seen deer and um, turkeys, which I can totally hear. Um, from my house, hear their little gobble gobbles in the mornings. Uh, but there's there's animals everywhere, even down to things like butterflies, which I'm noticing coming into my yard right now. And by tuning into that, again, you're falling back into that natural rhythm and tuning back into the landscape that's all around you that is part of that greater cycle and that you are a part of that greater cycle. So noticing those things, um, maybe even doing some journaling or meditating on, you know, which animals are calling to you and then finding out what messages they have for you. Um, we can learn a lot from the natural world. Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, just being present, being present in the moment, if you step outside, you're going to see something. Yeah. You're going to see a plant. You're going to see an insect. Yep. You're going to see something, you know, yep if you notice. Totally. Yeah. Even Even earlier today, even in New York city, because I've been there many, 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 many times. And I will stop and talk to a tree who's just hanging out. And I'm like, wow, I am so glad you're here. Little tree. Like you're doing, you're so hard. (laughs) You're you're working so hard here, sucking all this, you know, carbon monoxide and (laughs) But that tree's there, like, yes. you know, if you look, you'll see it. Yes. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, I was just going to say earlier today, I went to pick up one of my little cats outside and she was like laying next to all these ants. And I got kind of mesmerized for a minute by like how ants move. Um, when they're in my house, they actually are one of the bugs that kind of creep me out a little bit. But uh, outside, I was like, wow, they're sort of amazing and like their whole way they're moving together and following each other's pathways and yeah anyway I could go on <laughs> but, but even they have a purpose <laughs> even they have a purpose so the bottom line and whole point of today is we are currently living in a time of uncertainty we are all having different responses to that and you know some of us And many of us are having different responses in the same day. So So let's normalize that. Um, Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of things that you can do to tap into faith and your own spiritual practice and the magic that lives in you and lives in Mother Earth and is all around. And this may be an antidote to some of the fear or... um, discomfort that you are experiencing at this time. And if you're not experiencing fear and discomfort, just tapping into this might bring you a little more joy, which, mm-hmm. you know, or insight or wisdom. Uh, there's so many facets of living a magical life. <laughs> oh. Do you have anything else, Veronica? I do not. All right. Thank you everyone for joining us. Yeah, we really appreciate you tuning in. And uh, next week is Beltane. What? I know, right? So uh, episode 13 will be all about Beltane. 
Well, that's a magical number for Beltane. Hello. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. So thanks again for joining us on The Witch Next Door. And we will talk to you next week. Until then, take good care. And remember, magic is everywhere. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.